0: peace experience, probably like the deepest peace. I put peace in air quotations because, you know, peace means something different to everyone. But during that experience of tranquility that I had in that first silence, my dad died of an over of a drug overdose. And I, Hmm. I remember my phone ringing in the night and it was my sister calling me and calling me. And I couldn't pick up the phone because I was quiet, so I didn't have anything to say. But I just remember writing on a little post-it, like, what happened and going out Mm -hmm. to my mom and, like, showing her that and her giving me the news. And I remember my sister, my mom, like, handing me the phone with my sister, and she was, like, crying and asking me to say something. And I just remember feeling like I didn't even have the ability to speak. Okay. And feeling like even if I had wanted to say something Mm. that I couldn't, because I was so deep in this experience of silence. Right. And now reflecting back on that, I really just can't believe the coincidence of that one experience of such deep peace and just loving feeling for you know consciousness and Mm. my understanding of of self coinciding with this major major loss of really my best friend in life you know my dad yeah and I remember the morning after deciding that I would end the silence one day early because I had to talk Mm. to people about what was going on and um I just remember, like, meditating and really feeling so at peace and really feeling my dad's smile, like, in in the air and around. Mm. And the past four years for me have really been an experience of grief and, and a lot of my experience in the past four years has been about mm. learning about grief and processing grief and and realizing, you know, the trauma that happened in that moment. But mm. in that moment, it was such a like a cushion for me to have that silence, okay. and quiet, and that place with myself. Yeah. In that moment of loss.
1: Yeah. Have you ever wondered uh, uh, how you would have reacted? Had had you not been in the in the silence
0: um, yeah. experience
1: or practicing experience at the time?
0: Yeah, that thought has crossed my mind, but I feel like I just I'm grateful that I don't have to explore that possibility because I had because it happened the way it did, you know. I yeah, like yeah. And i just hearing myself describe to you. A minute mm. ago, like the phone call with my sister and not knowing what to say, it's moments like that where there really, there are things that you can say, in mm. like that. But it's so beyond words that yeah. I, that I was grateful to already be in that place of of knowing that so much of of life and living and consciousness is something that is experienced beyond language you know yeah. like in silence so so in that way I think I just really accept that it that it happened the way it did and I'm and I'm grateful that it happened the way it did because I don't know yeah. what it said.
2: yeah 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 okay
0: and then after that I you know I graduated high school that happened in April of 2017 and then I graduated high school the next month and mm. um I can't remember what I did that summer, but I started school at at Bard College in the fall, which is in upstate New York, where I am now. And you know, such a a new experience. It was a totally different setting than what I'm used to. I'm in the rural woods with by the <laughs> mountains, just so different from wow. the Florida swamp and the beach. And um, yeah, I'm with I was with super super liberal people when I had been with you know, the most conservative people all my life. And I felt kind of just this feeling of, wow, I'm finally around people who I really, not not to be rude to the people I grew up with, because I do still have close friendships fr- with those people and, um, you know, really appreciate their presence in my life. But the people that I've met at college have just really made me feel seen in a lot of ways and made me feel like I can really experiment with, how I present myself to the world and they've yeah. also really just introduced me to new possibilities for ways of being, you know, and new possibilities for what I can want in my life yeah. and okay. what I can want in my career or what I can want in my, um, in my work. Okay. Yeah. And I've been studying Italian cause I, I just came to school and I, I didn't know what I wanted to study but I knew mm. that I wanted to keep up my Italian language skills so that I could keep speaking to my host parents, who I'm still in with. Oh, okay. so, oh, so
1: you're still in touch until the, today with them? Yes,
0: yes. Oh,
1: that's, that's really beautiful. Wow, that's really
0: good. I love them so much. I really, really value their presence in my life and and also just the presence of my teachers from that school. So I just knew that I wanted to keep that connection open. Um, yeah. Keep building on those skills that I had that I had uh, developed in that year of high school. Okay. So I started taking Italian classes here at school. And then every semester I would just take an Italian class or two. And by the time it, I was supposed to declare my major, the Italian department was kind of like, you know, this is it. <laughs> you've you've <laughs> been taking Italian classes consistently. So this is your major. So okay. I, got, I got into that field of study, but I say that i'm a wannabe art student because i really feel like an artist and express myself artistically and mm. that's just kind of how i how it makes sense for me to synthesize and process information is through our various artistic media yeah. so i'm kind of like this italian studies student who's a wannabe artist <laughs> within the <laughs> undergraduate context, you
1: know. Yeah. So I have, uh, I have two questions there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One is uh, uh, from Florida to to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So how did you decide to go to the upstate New York in, 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 uh, in the university that you're in? And then uh, uh, the other question that I have, which I would like to hear from is, uh, art what it means to you what does art means to you
0: um well I'll start with the easier one which is how I came to New York which is one of my closest friends from the school in Italy from my high school um she was from New York City so I was visiting oh. her the summer after my junior year the summer after we got oh. back from Italy and she was touring colleges with her mom in the area up mm. New York. And they invited me to go with them. So we, we came to Bard and toured it. And I really loved the campus. It's very beautiful. It's just like hills. And it has this great view of the Catskill Mountains. And it's right on the Hudson River. And so I just kind of thought I would apply. And it ended up being mm. one of the few places where I got in and where I got financial aid and all these things. So okay, that's kind of how I how I ended up it. and then what art means to me, I don't, I feel like I'm still learning what it means to me. Um, I think I never thought that I could be an artist. Cause I thought that being an artist meant that you had to have an incredible, you know, gift of like painting that you had demonstrated from a young age and you, yeah. You know, you paint like a master because that was kind of <laughs> the only—that was kind of the only examples <laughs> of artists that I had had growing up. You know, were these like very famous artists or like painters. Yeah. The art mm. scene where I'm from in Naples is kind of like beach, beach paintings and things like that.
2: Yeah.
0: So I had always liked doing little art projects of my own from mm. childhood. Like I would make a lot of paper art. I would always make really elaborate cards for people's birthdays or for, you know, to send people in the mail. I love writing letters. So I would make really elaborate cards to send people in the mail with like pop-ups and like little things you would pull out. (laughs) Um, I was into bead art. I would make these looms out of cereal boxes and then weave beaded boxes and things like that. And I would cook a lot too, which is very much an art practice to me. But so then at at school, the reason I think then why I didn't end up majoring in art or studying art primarily is because I, I just didn't think that art was what I was going to study at college. I didn't think that that was an option for me because I wasn't a, you know, quote unquote artist. So I didn't take an art class until the first half of my junior year. But then I took a papermaking class and I loved it so much. Um... And I really felt like, oh, you know, this is what has been missing. Because I also never really belonged in the academic context. I was, I'm kind of like a half-baked <laughs> academic type where I'm really interested in the ideas, but I don't really care about how you say it or, you know, sounding a certain way or okay being established in what I know. I'm kind of very open to not knowing things and to admitting that I don't know things. And, but I, but I'm, you know, enthusiastic to be there and to learn <laughs> what yeah. we're talking about because it's so. okay but i really don't consider myself you know like a disciplined academic so when i was in the art class i really realized oh this is totally what's missing and and it's something i want to explore further half of my junior year which was last spring where I met hmm. Son in Rome yeah yeah um, I was planning to I had been planning to study abroad in Italy because of my Italian studies here at Bard, and just right. dying to go back and see my host family and to see hmm. my town that had kind of become almost this figment of my imagination like this experience that was so significant in high school, but then I felt so disconnected too because I had never gone back, and you know, nobody around me had had the experience of yeah. felt like this thing I had imagined that was in this far off place. So to go and back, what's
1: the name of the town that uh, you, you you went in Italy?
0: It's called Viterbo, V V-I-T- I Viterbo. Yeah, V I T E R B O. It's like an mm. um, by train, it's like an hour and a half north of Rome okay in the same province in Lazio so when I flew back to Rome in last January I went right to Viterbo like I got got right on the train and went right to Viterbo and had dinner with my host family and it was so you know it was so special to see them again because I had just had so many dreams of like hugging them and crying
1: yeah you know yeah i can see i can see you glowing and have a big smile as you're talking about yeah they
0: they are so special to me in my in my heart and they're just the most loving and wonderful people they had hosted i think Mm. i was like the 10th student they had hosted they are just so generous and in inviting people into their home and considering them as children of their own they they have two children as well who are my hostess yeah also very
1: admirable
0: It totally totally
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah and then, yeah and so in Rome I had a really great great time in the spring even though I was only there for a few months it got c- cut short because of coronavirus but I really had a great time returning to this physical location where I had had such a moment of Self growth of personal growth in my teenage years to return there mm. now only a few years later, but you know ages away in terms of who I was and how I understood myself to return right. to the place and feel more confident, know the language so be able to actually like really interact in ways that I hadn't before, oh, to go back to sit with my host family in that first dinner. And to yeah. really understand, because by the end of the year my in high school, I could understand my host mom very well yeah. and my siblings, but my host dad spoke Vitar Beze, which is like really like thick kind of dialect so, of this town. It's sort of like yeah. dialect. So I could never fully understand him, but he was the one who I really, you know, felt affectionate towards and really had this great relationship with So to return last spring, after having studied the Roman dialect and just, like, had a much better grasp on Italian from my Mm. years of college studying it, to sit at the table with him and, like, really understand what he was saying felt so So special. Very special, yeah. I really Mm. felt... You know, in a lot of ways, I feel kind of confused about why am I studying Italian at college? It kind of seems so pointless. <laughs> what am I going to do for a job? But in that moment, it felt like, oh, this is you know, this is why because this connection is so important to me, and and it it validated those years of work to just sit there and and listen to him and really know what he was talking about. And it was like about soccer, you know, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever but just to 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 understand him and to be able to express myself more fully to him meant
1: okay everything to me
0: and in Rome i just was taking a food culture class which was mm. great because my thesis work has a lot to do with italian food culture and yeah. I was taking a video art class that i was in with with your son which was very cool i loved the teacher yeah. and um He actually really inspired me. He's also, the professor was also a photographer. Okay. And he inspired me to um, start building pinhole cameras. So I've been building cameras now. I started in quarantine when I returned to Florida, building pinhole cameras, and I have been for the past year now. And that has been a cool just addition.
1: Uh, What uh, what does that entail? You can just... uh... Explain a bit.
0: Yeah, so a camera, like the word camera even comes from the Italian word camera, which is like room, which means room. Oh, and yeah. And the first cameras, or like you can build a camera by just poking a little pinhole. Mm-hmm. In, um, like if, if, you're in a, if you're in a room, if you're in a full room, you poke right. out the room so that no light can get in. And then you poke a tiny mm. pinhole on like a window. Yeah. So some light can come through that pinhole. Whatever's outside of that room will be projected mm. onto the inside of the room, oh. upside down and backwards, just by the way oh. the light works. But that's yeah. kind of how a camera works that isn't digital. A non-digital camera yeah. works is by letting light into this, dark space and then capturing that so in building pinhole cameras i started just building them out of match boxes so you take a little yeah. box you cover the inside with black sharpie you poke a yeah. tiny little hole through you get some like aluminum from a can like a soda can you poke yeah. a tiny little hole in it with a needle and then yeah. stick that on the front of the box where you have a little bit of a bigger hole and then you can attach two rolls of film to the side of the matchbox and you tape it all up so that no light can get in except through that pinhole. And then that is, it's just a functioning camera. It's suit. It's very, very cool. Um, it's, I sort of didn't believe it was going to work the first time I built one, but yeah. cause, and you can't see what you're taking. You just kind of point it and open a yeah. little flap <laughs> and then close it and hope that, it captured something and that you don't have major light leaks that are going to ruin the film and then yeah. you take the film to get processed or you could process it yourself i'm learning how to do that with with black and white film but with color film you take it to get processed and then it's just you been-
1: keep yourself very busy huh? <laughs> you have plenty of things to do <laughs>
0: i have a lot of little interests, but i feel like i'm also a lot of the time just kind of you know lying around in bed <laughs> thinking mm or hanging out with my friends, but but yeah, I, I do have a lot of of little projects. I'm looking forward to having more time to work on things like that after graduating school. Right
1: okay. now, I'm
0: spending most of my time typing typing papers.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but these done. cameras that uh, you've been making, uh w- what do you do then uh, with them? Do you keep them? Do you use them? Is that one time that you use and then you throw it away? How does it work?
0: Um I've kept So because it's just a little matchbox, you have to dismantle it in some way to send the film to be developed because you just are like literally taping two film canisters to the side of the matchbox. So then when you want to get the film developed, you have to undo that taping and film canister. So then you just kind of have this mess of a little matchbox with a bunch of tape around it. Yeah, so I've kept some of the Matchbox bodies because I also would decorate mm. them a little bit and put stickers or little sequins on them, things like that. But yeah. um, I've mostly I feel like, you you know, I, I've just disassembled them. But I want to start building different kinds of cameras that aren't just a Matchbox because the Matchbox is cute but it also is sort of flimsy and there's a lot mm. of mistakes that get made. Like I've had Rolls of film that did not come out well at all because there was a light leak or it's hard to know how long to expose. Okay. Things like that. But I just built I have it over here in the corner of my room I'll, I'll show it to you when we're done talking but I built this box camera that's much bigger um, Yeah. and I used that to shoot a couple images this past um, fall and then I have mm. an idea to build I hope nobody still, if you're listening to this, this is my intellectual property and please don't steal this idea, but (laughs) (laughs) this idea to build um, a camera out of a telephone that you like pick up the receiver and then exposes the film because I have this whole thing about uh, like being seen by my telephone, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) Maybe I'll, I'm gonna try to make that happen next year. But yeah, mm. the camera, the camera work has been super interesting to me and a lot of it is inspired by this friend of mine, um Liv, who was my freshman year roommate here at Bard and has been mm. a friend to me throughout my college experience and she is just like a, a very talented photographer and very enthusiastic yeah. about sharing photography with me and about okay. sharing um different photographic processes with me and you know explaining to me how her cameras work and things like that so she's been super encouraging of my camera building and and it's been great to like have a a friend kind of to be thinking of a friend when you're when you're making a project like yeah that means so much that's probably what art means to me in that in that question of what does art mean to you it's just like a way to a way to make things that maybe you can't express in words, although if it's mm. poetry, it might literally be in words, but it's not so much in sense, to make things yeah. outside of sense or beyond sense that mm. can still be you know, understood and shared with others and to see how other people express or capture things in a way that is maybe beyond sense.
1: you are is that is this your final year of mm-hmm. uh yeah. of college
0: yeah it's my final two months actually i graduate next month and it's my last oh. two weeks of my thesis so i'm really kind of how, how
1: is that coming along how is the thesis coming along
0: it's coming along well it's you know i i think i'm gonna feel insecure about it even as i'm turning it in and just thinking there's so much more to have done or things I could have done differently. But I feel like I'm in a good place with it. I'm writing, it's, it's been the whole process of even devising the project and coming up with what I wanna do and coming up with the way I wanna do it has been a huge challenge because like I was saying, I kind of feel at odds with my course of study because mm-hmm. I, I love Italian and I'm very interested in Italian culture and history. I just don't right. feel like an academic and I would really, I was really feeling sad or disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to make an art show or an art exhibit as my final project, because that would really feel to me the best way to, you know, show my work and and show what I want to express. So I, for a long time, I was really like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to... I don't want to just write a paper about some Italian author and yeah. or I don't want to just do a long translation. <laughs> Even though I love translation work, I, I just knew I needed to find something that was going to keep me engaged for a year. So I started looking at the Futurist Cookbook, which the Futurists were this group of italian artists they're the first the futurism is kind of the first movement of the avant-garde in the early 1900s and it was started by this poet marinetti who wrote this manifesto of futurism and his whole thing was kind of like we need to destroy museums we need to destroy this obsession with the past we need to destroy this kind of feminine romanticism that dominates our art culture and we need to move towards machinery and like masculinity and we're going to have this big war that's going to transform the world and art is going to be all about speed and movement okay so throughout the course of i guess like 30 years that they were really active Mm -hmm. as a movement they published hundreds of manifestos that talked about applying these principles to Mm -hmm. all different forms of media um, they had a manifesto for photography, for painting, for sculpture, for architecture, for dance, for poetry. Mm. Um, and th- they were just, you know, prolific in their work and really influenced the course of avant-garde art throughout the rest of the, of the 1900s. But at the okay. end of their movement, they wrote a cookbook that is mm. crazy. I really recommend you find a translation of it um it's just a great piece of work it's very against pasta like pasta is going to make you fat and then if you're fat you (laughs) might look like a woman can't eat pasta and it's all about like you know they devise these dinner parties where you Mm. are eating i don't know like you're eating a, a meatball and you're like petting a piece of velvet at the same time and there's music happening and there's like scents through the air or yeah I don't know they just were just these ideas about food that really excited me because I I love food and cooking and I and I see a lot of the art that I make is a is about food a lot of like the video work that I make okay. performance work I do involves food so mm. it really I was like okay this is what I'm going to write about you know this is what I yeah. can study for a long time and not get bored so I'm writing a paper about futurism and about how they had this great idea to work from the side of the body and work with the senses in order Mm. to realize a vision of the future in order to bring the ideas of the movement to fruition. Okay. But that their project was inhibited or just contradicted by their attachment to masculinity and their denial of the feminine and their insistence Mm. on these really like rigid, binary gender structures. Mm. So I'm writing this paper, but because I would not just be satisfied with turning in a paper, I'm also like creating this fake slash real, because I'm actually kind of making it, this art movement that responds to futurism that I'm Mm. calling momentism that sort of builds on these great ideas the futurists had about using the body and using the senses to create something in the world outside of the body or to like bring ideas to the world outside of the body, but in a way that is not based on a gender binary and that emphasizes like gender fluidity and fluidity of identity in order mm. to have actually like a much wider range of possibilities that can be realized in both the body and the world outside the body.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So that's what I'm working on.
1: <laughs> All right, okay. So
0: we'll see how it comes out in the yeah.
1: video.
0: I'll send you a copy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it should, it should work, it should work. I think you're, you're quite resourceful, I must say. Uh, um, I can I can tell you that uh, there are a lot of people that have a lot of uh, uh, time in their hands that they don't they are not as engaged as you are in terms of what you do. So I think uh, there's uh, there's a lot of potential in what you will what you do, but what you'll be doing, which brings me to um, another question uh, for you now. That since you're about to graduate. Um, so do you have any any plans or what plans do you have in terms of what you'll be doing uh in the in the near future and and long term
0: i don't have many long-term plans um okay i'm hoping more immediately to move to brooklyn to move to new york city um with two friends of mine in this summer, you know, after graduation, hopefully in June, we're, we're looking for apartments. It's it's difficult. We're, you know, yeah. we're employed. So all these landlords coming out like, you know, give us your employment stubs and how much you make. And we're like, we make nothing. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But my my plans and my hopes for this next phase are just to be in community with other creative people with other queer people with other people mm-hmm. who are exploring i don't know their their forms of work who are just interested in being together too i'm really looking forward to to meeting new people and just like being together and learning from their presence especially in this post hopefully post covid era at least this like vaccinated yeah. era and I'm looking forward to being able to kind of define myself how I would like to be defined as I Mm. set out to connect with people as an adult. Mm. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to, I feel like in college, I'm so much like, I'm an Italian studies major and I do this and whatever. But graduating, really hoping to be more like, You know, I'm interested in making art. I'm interested in making food. I'm interested in feeding people and being fed by people and um, creating space to feed and be fed by people and to make art with people and to um, just be together in those ways and hopefully to have opportunities for work or, you know, just opportunities to produce things, to have those come out of those connections that I'll, that I'll be making with people. And that's, I think why I'm choosing to go to New York, just because I see that community. um, I see potential for that community existing in that. But I mean, I really would love to go back to Italy at some point Mm. and live there um, for a period of time in my twenties. I would love to be just working with artists, working with chefs. Mm. Um, Yeah. I, I feel sort of, I wanted for a while to go back to Florida and I yeah. would really like to spend more time there because Florida has become an important place for me in, in my life. I think I for so long wanted to get out of Florida and really was like, need so. to leave. But, yeah. and I do still feel- is your
1: mom's still there?
0: Yeah, my mom is still there. I think she's yeah. considering moving. Um, Mm. as she retires, just because the hurricane situation, like with climate change, I think has been difficult. They've been getting more intense in recent. Okay. But um. I that she's my only family there, so I kind of want her to stay in some way, you know, so that I can always. Yeah. But I feel more so connected to, just the physical. Place. Of food. Mm. And like the the ecology, the ecosystems there, and the, yeah. the like the swamp and the beach feel very close to my heart. And so mm. I think hopefully in the future I'll be able to still be in touch with those environments, even if you know socially I don't have much of an environment or familially, if I don't have much of an, envi- an environment there in the future. Okay. But I don't know. I'm I'm just sort of open to whatever. If anybody yeah. listening to this has any opportunities, <laughs> yeah, I'm really open to <laughs> whatever the future might bring.
1: Where is your sister?
0: My sister is currently in Boston. I'm not quite sure what she does. It's something with like finance and investing. We're, we're kind of different. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she does something like this, like finance, business. Yeah. And she actually, though, is going to move to New York. So we'll both be living in New York, hopefully, um,
2: yeah.
0: in this coming year. She's had a little bit more luck finding an apartment. because She has a job and... <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
0: than I am, but, um, yeah hopefully we'll be there this next year, but she, I think, wants to move to Texas eventually. She went to school in Texas, so she um
2: okay,
0: is moving in that direction, whereas I don't really know yeah. I' gonna go after I don't want to be in New York forever, I do know, that, yeah, but I'm not really sure where where to next. I'm kind of just focusing on the the present moment, the more media, yeah.
1: I think it's a good way to live. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you you have a lot of passion, interest, uh, and um, you know what you want to do uh, in terms of exploring your interests and in, and uh, in hobbies, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, using your education and uh, um, I think you are very big with uh, with people and and how you want to interact with them. So I think every every interaction uh, gives you something that can Maybe direct you to where you want to go next on the next step, so mm. i think that's uh that's really good and yeah. uh I, w- I wish you all the best uh with uh with with your thesis and uh you know with the next move once you finish with the school
0: thank you yeah. thank you
1: yeah
0: yeah i I'll, ho- I'll have to keep it posted I'm yeah not sure but <laughs> where I'll be
1: <laughs> yeah thank you you'll be somewhere you'll be yes. somewhere where you should be
0: yes yeah i believe that I believe
1: that. yeah yeah um i just have uh maybe another thing that i would just like to uh, maybe to get your take on mm-hmm. and and it's about success mm-hmm. um many people define success in many different ways uh, but i'm more interested to to know from you how do you see or how do you define a personal success for you? What does it mean for you?
0: I I was kind of talking to a friend of mine about this last night in, in mm. some ways. Because he was asking me if I see myself as a principled person. Or as a person mm. who is able to kind of create structure in my life that I've designed and like stick to it. And mm. I was telling or he was saying that that was something that he had observed in me because i said i don't really know if i'm principled because i think of that as being more moralistic or something but he was he was just saying that he had noticed that in me and we were talking about how i have this very close and very dedicated relationship with myself Hmm. i've had from a young age um I think, you know, just spending a lot of time alone or spending a lot of time with myself, um, Mm. having a very intense, like, internal dialogue um, Mm. all through my childhood. And then with studying yoga and just with, like, connecting with my body more, I think think that that level of self-awareness and body awareness took that relationship to new heights that I've really been Mm. appreciating, um, and felt very grateful for in these past few years of life. Yeah. And so I feel like my idea of success really has to do with the status of that relationship with myself and just knowing that, uh, you know, I feel successful when I feel connected to myself, when mm-hmm. I enjoy being with myself and being in my body, mm-hmm. when the people around me um, give and receive love to and from me, you know,
2: yeah.
0: are able to share in that relationship that I have with myself, when I'm able to like share that with other people. And okay. when I'm able to feel close to others in the way that I feel close to myself. Um, okay. All of those things feel like success to me,
2: okay yeah. all right, yeah
1: Okay, well, it looks like uh, we are coming to uh, to a conclusion of our conversation, at least uh, this part of the conversation. Um, I hope that uh, we'll have more um, opportunities in the in the future. And uh, I would just like to give you an opportunity maybe to, to say anything that uh, maybe something that has been, uh, that has had such a huge impact in your life that you would like for others to benefit from, or just a word of advice or anything that you think that is important uh, and maybe it's important to you that you would you'd like also other people to benefit from.
0: Mm-hmm it's <laughs> yep. a big a big task to leave at the end yeah. of the, the conversation. Yeah. Um I don't know, I think just um finding support in your community, however you define mm. community, whether it is um just your immediate group of friends or, you know, your a larger group of people that you mm. yourself involved in I think it has been really important for me recently in exploring my um, sexuality and my gender identity to have that community, and mm. I hope to be a part of that community for other people, you know, who are who are seeking that. And mm. I guess that's just where I would want to leave it is to to say now more than ever we need to be. Um, thinking about care, thinking about caring for those around us, not worrying about, um, if we have enough, like if, if, or not worrying about if I have enough, but instead thinking more about how can we all have an abundance, you know?
2: Oh, okay. I'm sure if I'm saying that uh, well,
0: well enough, but do you, do you know what I mean? Like thinking, yeah, yeah. About, thinking less about the I and realizing that when, when we're all, exchanging when we're all sharing when we're all whether whether that's materially or you know emotionally or interpersonally that we all benefit
1: yeah that's beautiful, so it's that's beautiful.
0: Like, I guess.
1: yeah all right well uh, thank you very much for that and um, now i think uh, uh, we are going to end the conversation uh, but before i let you go uh if you have any question for me i'll be more than happy or more than happy to 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 see if i can answer or <laughs> to would, answer
0: it. i'm curious about what your definition of success is
1: um yeah i think that's uh, that's a very good question uh and uh it's something that i i keep on talking to myself about it mm-hmm. so i have uh, internal dialogues as well on that but um, I think uh, there are many different levels and layers. But one of, the, one of the main thing for me is that in whatever is it that I, um, I try to do uh, in my life, so one is just uh, knowing my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I live for today, I exist and coexist with others, uh, be people, or other creations uh, that are around me and uh, i have a responsibility over myself and i also have a responsibility of, uh, uh, you know within the ecosystem of uh, other creations and uh, how i look after myself and those around me uh, the the extent to which um, i have an impact in, uh, in in the care of myself and and, and those other creations Determines the level of my success, so it's more about um, giving to myself and giving to others mm-hmm. with the little or more that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, I appreciate yeah. that sense of connectivity. Yeah. Yeah, connectedness.
1: So on that note, I would like to uh, thank you very much for your time. For everything you have been very flexible you have been very uh, patient with all the changes that we had to make with the time difference but i really have enjoyed our conversation and uh, i i I very much appreciate uh, your willingness to share your story Uh, and um, obviously we'll stay in touch and and, uh, i would like to in the near future, welcome you to uh, uh, because we also planning to have a panel discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope you be you'll be willing to to be part of uh, such a, such an interaction as well.
0: Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you yes. so much for for asking me to speak and and yeah, I hope next time to maybe hear more from you as well in the conversation.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you. All the best then.
0: You too.
1: Okay. Take care.